Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's always fun to begin hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show on a Thursday with our friend Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. Read Matt's Substack, The Patriot Mind. Search Matt Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R, Substack, The Patriot Mind, and it will pop up. You can subscribe to it on email and follow Matt on Twitter, at Ohio Matt. So I've seen the Tim Ryan commercials. Matt, you have too. Everybody talks about how well done his commercials are. One of the themes of his commercials is to bang on J.D. Vance. Supposedly, J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan says, is two-faced on the opioid crisis. And then yesterday, we get the reporting that, oh, look at this. Tim Ryan is taking money from drug companies that were involved in the settlement for the opioid crisis. Shocker. Yeah, the issue that came out yesterday is the, the three big distribution companies that have that poured you know, millions and millions of opioids into states like Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, that far exceeded what could possibly be used by the population, right? And they they denied they they were you know responsible. They blame it on the doctors and the in the in the drug companies and the abusers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's fine. But but Tim Ryan sitting up here saying, oh, you know, J D Vance, who by the way came out of the whole you know, opioid environment as a kid, but you know he's hating J D Vance for being fake on this, and here he is taking money from. From these major distribution companies, you know, Cardinal Health, McKesson, and Amerisource Bergen. The, the head scratcher for me, Brutus, is I, I can't fathom why Cardinal Health's PAC believes it's in the company's and its employees' best interest to be giving money to Tim Ryan. I mean, Tim Ryan is for policies that will raise taxes on corporations, make it harder for its employees to get by because of inflation and the, the declining wage and job opportunities that happen. It, it is fl- creating massive amounts of drug problems in terms of fentanyl coming across the border. That is open border policy of the Democrats and the left that Tim Ryan supports. I mean, all these things that are going to make period problems for a company like Cardinal Health and its thousands of employees in Ohio. So I, I just scratch my head. And but this gets back to you know all of these companies. You know, everybody's always they thought companies were kind of you know big business was all Republican. And the reality is, when you get to CEOs, CFOs, general counsels, all these folks. They're really a bunch of left-leaning folks they're, 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 that take control of these companies. The boards are left-leaners. And so they really rarely are doing what's in the best, best interest of their employees, who by and large probably are more right-leaning uh, but in what's best, best for the company and long-term shareholder value. But that's just the way these companies work once they get left-wingers at the top who then start doing their own political agenda instead of what's best for the company. Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio, our guest. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, This reminds me, Ryan's uh, explanation from his camp is that, well, this just constitutes one-fifth of one percent of the 17 million I've raised this quarter alone. First of all, I don't think people love hearing that you've raised $17 million running for a Senate seat. I think that makes you look bad. And it reminds me of the coach who told me one time when his star player got suspended for smoking marijuana, yeah, but it was just a little dope, Bruce. Like, I can cheat a little bit. I can just compromise my integrity a little bit. I think it's an integrity issue if Ryan's going to pound Vance for this and then to take money 
from the exact same sort of people that he's criticizing J.D. Vance for being uh, in bed with. Well, I mean, sure. Like, so why shouldn't, shouldn't he take money from the porn industry? I mean, why not? Why not? <laughs> if it's only, you know, one-tenth of one percent, you know, why, or how about from, you know, NAMBLA, you know, Association of Boy Love, Man, Boy Love, whatever that is. Take money from them, Tim, because it'll only be a fraction of a percent. I mean, either have principles or you don't. And, and I don't care what the percentage is. Either you stand with your principles or you don't. And it's clear Tim Ryan doesn't have principles. He's just about, you know, look, he's a career politician that would love anything more than to get another job making $200,000 where he actually doesn't have to do much work. And we see that, by the way, by the amount of times he's doing his proxy voting, which means he's not really working for taxpayers who are paying him $170,000 as a congressman. He's more just kicking back and wherever he lives or going out to California for fundraisers. So he's not doing the work that we pay him to do. He just wants to keep doing that for as long as he can so he can get his federal pension and make, you know, six figures because, you know, God forbid he actually get a job in the private sector because he couldn't survive. Well, if he loses to Vance, and I think he will, and a lot of uh, smart people in politics, the National Review guys, think he's going to lose. He's going to get a higher-paying job as a lobbyist. Yeah, the Chambers will hire him. Look, Steve Stivers is the Chamber. Pat Tiberi's at the Chamber. I mean, all these guys, you know, God forbid they go get a real job. I mean, this is, this is what disgusts me about politics and politicians. Both parties, by the way, they all do this. Like, you know, oh, I could make a lot of money if I wasn't in politics. That's what I heard Pat Tiberi said to me once. I just laughed at him. Because, like, Pat, you're a realtor. Tell, find me realtors that are making $200,000 in Ohio. It, it ain't, there aren't many, I can tell you. But, you know, now he just sits there in his fat chamber job. And, you know, sucking off the tea to government in a different way. So fine, whatever. But, God, don't lecture the rest of us, please. So we have gas prices going up, OPEC, a lot of different factors into it, fire at a refinery in Toledo. I'm willing to pay higher gas prices for a while if it leads to a red wave. Ryan's really in a very tough political spot here in that DeWine's running way ahead of Nan Whaley. And to cross over from voting for a Republican governor to voting for a Democratic senator, I think it would be anathema that that could happen with that big of a jump, except DeWine's not really popular with a lot of Republicans in the state. So what do you think the impact of gas prices will be on races, not just here in Ohio, but around the country? I I think it's going to impact the race. I mean, look, the economy is going south. The stock market's wobbly and going down, right? Gas prices are going back up. You know, Biden looks like he was totally just utterly, you know, shamed by the Saudis because he goes over begging them to, to not cut 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 uh, production by a million barrels. And what do they do? They cut it by two million yeah. barrels. So here, here the guy is just saying he has no credibility. And what, what, you can't be surprised by what the Saudis did because, look, you know, he's, he's trying to cut a deal with the Iranians that are going to then use all the money they get after the deal to essentially create terrorism for the Saudis. Look, Joe Biden is, again, one of the worst presidents we've ever had. I can't imagine with gas prices going back up, wages going down, the job market's cratering other things are cratering, that we're going to somehow not see a, a pretty significant red wave in about a month. Matt Mayer is our guest. He's with OpportunityOhio.org, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Ohio Matt. Your Twitter site recently released a graph of business in Ohio, and you've talked before about business not doing well in Ohio relative to the rest of the country in a bounce back from the pandemic, and it looks like it's getting worse, not better. Yeah, Ohio is getting worse. I mean, we were 38th uh, the last month. We do this every month. We update that the recovery from the pandemic in terms of Ohio's private sector. And we fell two more spots. We're now the 40th best or 10th worst, take your pick, recovery in America. And again, yes, Mike DeWine and John Houston are going to win re-election because Nan Whaley is non-existent, essentially can't raise any money. But that doesn't mean they deserve to win. Because if you look at their record, you how do you stand there and say, oh, we've done a good job getting Ohio back on its feet from the pandemic when our private sector is the 10th worst recovery in America of the 50 states. You're not even in the top half. But, oh, I know, I know. Intel, Intel, Intel. Mm. That's what they keep doing. Intel. Oh, look over there, though. There's Intel. 
And we have, Matt, this situation uh, now with uh, Elon Musk saying he is going to buy Twitter at the full price. Uh, Nice to have that much money that you can overpay for a service that I don't really have any idea how he's going to monetize it to that degree. But uh, I want to roll that into this AMA letter, American Medical Association, American Academy of Pediatrics, writing to the Justice Department saying, hey, we need you on the case of these parents and these uh, right-wing conservative hosts who are uh, criticizing hospitals for, oh, the stuff hospitals put on their website, their own videos. Like, I just kind of wonder as you look at the culture and you look at Twitter and maybe how opinions are going to be shaped going forward, uh, do you see a, a back away or at least a voice for more conservative stuff? We had Tony Bobulinski on Tucker this week detailing once again all the crimes in the Biden family and the fraud that took place. Do you have hope that this is going to turn as we're on the cusp of a midterm election, as we appear to have Elon Musk taking over Twitter? And I think we have more and more parents and more and more citizens becoming aware of what I would certainly say is an evil agenda out there to give life-altering drugs to minors, boys, girls, and even worse, uh, mutilating surgeries that will forever change their bodies. It can't get worse, Bruce, right? I mean, the left controls, right, right now, Washington controls the entertainment industry, controls, right, the, the nonprofit world, controls, uh, you know, even the sports, top sports folks mm-hmm. are all controlled by the left, right? Uh, controls the media. So it can't get worse for the right. And so I think, you know, if, you can, if, if Elon Musk can, can just make it fair, what a change that would be if Twitter becomes a fair environment for conservatives, right? That they're, they're not, they're not, that we allow the Ayatollah Khomeini, who's spouting the death of Israel on Twitter, but we won't let Donald Trump. Like, the, the, the absurdity of that is beyond imagination, right? And, and you have the AMA, right? Just like the ABA, just like, you know, I wrote a piece about the German Marshall Fund this week. You know, all these groups that are professed to be nonpartisan, they're just controlled by lefties, and all they do is push a left agenda Contrary to at least half their members, by the way, right? I mean, you have doctors, not all lefties, probably half are Republican. Half lawyers are Republican. Maybe not. Lawyers are kind of an evil breed, so maybe not, right? But but the point is, these groups just control and push all this left-wing agenda. And so the, the right truly is an onslaught. And in this case, shame on the, on the AMA and these doctors that are butchering young kids. Kids, Bruce, mm. that... We don't let them make decisions on anything, but there are places like Gavin Newsom in California that is wants to displace the rights of parents mm-hmm. to make sure their kids can't get you know surgeries to to chop off their breasts, to cut off their penis. I mean, can you imagine a society that is pushing a parent aside on such a crucial issue in terms of the development of their children? It is shocking to me, and we will look back in history and look at this period of time as a gross bending of our morals and values coming out of the progressive left. 100%. No different, by the way, Bruce, no different than 100 years ago, the eugenetic movement came out of Margaret Sanger and Woodrow Wilson and the left. Yeah, yeah, so true. Matt Mayer is with Opportunity Ohio. Follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. His site is opportunityohio.org. His substack is The Patriot Mind. We love having you on, Matt. Thanks so much for your time today. Have a great weekend. As always, thank you, Bruce. As gas prices go higher, the presumption is economic pain will be top of mind for voters in the midterms. 
and the Democratic Party will pay a price for it. Uh, I'm certainly hoping the Democratic Party pays a price for its awful policies anywhere you want to look. Border, terrible. Internationally, withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, completely ludicrous negotiations with Iran on a new nuclear deal. This spits on our longstanding relationship with Israel and our tenuous, uh, albeit uh, necessary, relationship with Saudi Arabia. Um, Then you look at the domestic policies. Hey, here's a good idea. Let's cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. Let's kill jobs. He Mr. Union president, by the way, killing jobs. And then when the war in Ukraine happens, which I believe firmly it would not have happened if Trump had been president because Putin would have been afraid of the consequences of that. Then we ship $17 billion to Ukraine, sending our national debt over $31 trillion for the first time ever. And we continue to pay the price at the pump. And because we're paying the price at the pump, we pay the price at the grocery store because getting goods to market requires a greater investment in the transportation costs. And that cost is, of course, passed along to all of us. And I've left out the one issue that is starting to resonate with voters as much or more than inflation in the economy, and that issue is crime. Now, when Roe versus Wade was overturned in June, the assumption was, on the Democratic side of the aisle, that voters would be so incredibly angry about their access to abortion being restricted And the Democrats would have you believe their access to abortion had been eliminated when it had only, in fact, been restricted. Some states had trigger laws in place. Ohio did. We have activist judges. I talked about one in Franklin County Common Police Court in the first hour of the program, Carl Avini. He ignores state law when it comes to mandatory sentencing guidelines for murders. He ignores it. He terms the law unconstitutional. Does he have the judicial wherewithal to do that? No, it's just his own personal belief that the law is unconstitutional, so he's not going to sentence to it. By the way, Carl Levini, he's on the board of Kaleidoscope Youth Center, which is a big-time LGBTQ organization. None of us are surprised that the activist judge in Franklin County Common Police Court is a Democrat, because, of course, it's getting increasingly hard to be a judge in Franklin County if you don't say you are a Democrat. But back to crime. The thought was that abortion would motivate Democratic voters. They'd go out to the polls. Republicans would pay a price for their Supreme Court, you know, actually upholding the Constitution. Well, not so much. A recent Monmouth poll shows that 82% of respondents still feel inflation is the most important issue for the government to address. But close behind, and I'm actually surprised at this close, 72% think crime is the most important issue. Now, if you live rurally, I don't think crime is your top issue, but it's a concern. If you live in an urban area, then crime is something you have to be concerned about. When you see videos of people walking down the street and for no reason, someone will come up like the the paramedic in New York, stabbed to death. Broad daylight. The student in Philadelphia. Guy passes the student on the street. Few feet past the student, turns around with a gun, shoots the student in the head, kills the student. No beef. Just did it for whatever. You see the video in the New York subway? Guy beating the female subway worker? 
Sucker punches. We've had a, we've had a person die here in Columbus from being sucker punched. We've seen them all over the country. So crime is a big issue, and it ranks ahead of jobs. It ranks ahead of election integrity and the security of our elections. It ranks ten points. Excuse me, nineteen points ahead of immigration. And at fifty six percent is abortion. Abortion is behind all those issues right now. It was not always so. When the Supreme Court issued its decision, Google searches showed that, well, prior to the decision, 76% of searches were for crime, 26% for abortion. Then abortion flipped it around, 100% flip. In June, after the ruling, 70% of Google searches were for abortion, only 30% for crime. But it started to lose its staying power. In the next month, 51% for looking, were looking for abortion, 49% for crime. In August, crime 61%, abortion 39%. And now here we are where 71% of searches are looking for crime and 29% for abortion. Uh, by the way, speaking of crime, here's J.D. Vance, your Republican candidate for Senate, on the issue of crime and safety in our cities. I think the simple message is that I'm the law and order candidate. I'm the guy who wants safe and secure streets. I think our police officers deserve it. But most of all, I think American citizens, whether they're rich or poor, black or white, deserve to live in safe communities. So who do people trust on crime? There's a 23-point gap in this Monmouth poll. Those who trust Republicans to take care of crime more than Democrats. That's a horribly bad balance for Democrats. A 23-point difference another poll real clear politics how many people think the country is headed in the right direction 27 percent how many people think it's headed in the wrong direction 66 percent here's carl rove assessing those numbers and a set he says are even worse for republic uh, for for democrats bad numbers for the democrats because uh, they're in charge Uh, people rightly or wrongly uh, see the president of the united states as having the principal impact on the direction of the country so if only uh, just about a quarter of the people think the country is going in the right direction that means three quarters of the people are going to be open to change there's another number that ought to scare the democrats though and that is in the gallup poll has asked a question for decades who, which party is better able to handle the most important issue to you? Now, they don't specify what that issue is. They let you decide what you think the most important issue is and which party is better able to handle it. 48% said Republican. 37% said Democrat. That is the second biggest advantage for the Republicans. The only time that it was bigger was in 1946 when it was a 17-point advantage and Republicans took 55 seats in the House. So whatever your issue is, by an 11-point margin, you think the Republicans are better able to deal with it than you think the Democrats are. Now, it's a positive trend, and I hold out hope that that positive trend will extrapolate on over into Senate races in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Uh, Georgia, and certainly Ohio, where J.D. Vance is running against Tim Ryan.